This is episode 102 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And we were fortunate enough to be joined by our FTF family in Sacramento to observe the beginning of the year, which is in the month of Aviv, and the beginning of our spring season. In this podcast, you're going to hear different testimonies from the individuals in our congregation who are just going to give their adoration for the Most High and what it means to be Hebraic. So... Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go. You're the creation. You make everything right. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. This is Hebrews in exile. Hey, Sean. <laughs> hey, Ambassador. Let's, let's not break up our routine. I yeah. always go, hey, Sean, and we start laughing. We got to laugh from a good hearty place. Healthy place. Today, we are in congregation. Yes. And today is the beginning of our Hebrew year. Yes. Want to talk about that for a minute? Our Hebrew year, yes. We are, first of all, we have to understand the importance of why observing the Most High's calendar is important. There was a dear sister that is amongst, in our midst today in our live audience. She went in the back. But Sister Loretta had talked to me after I did the dissertation on it, and she says, you know, we should feel actually something more today because of the fact that now that we're in sync with the most highest heavenly calendar as it is in earth. Doesn't it not say that? Let it be done. Where? Yeah. Yeah. In the heavenlies as it yeah, is. As it is in on, earth. And yeah. is on earth. So yeah. we have this thing where we have to be aligned. So understanding the importance of that is, is tantamount. But why is today our new year? Because yeah, why, why is it? Well, it's technically, from a technical standpoint, uh, when we read the book of Enoch, chapter 72, it tells us that we have a 364-day calendar. And at the end of that year, we are to, you're going to see equal light and equal night. We experienced that yesterday um, on the 17th where we had 12 hours of daylight and 12 hours of evening. That signified or marked so, so for us. Equal, so what, what is that called? Equal, it's equal called lux e or equal, equal lux? What, what are we talking about? It's equal lux. Equal lux. It's called equal lux. Equal lux. Yes. Um, so there's a difference between equal lux and, and equal nox. And see, a lot of people don't know that. Right, correct. So if you're observing the equal nox, you're going to be off by a couple of days because of the fact that it's, it has everything to do with the sphere and how the sun passes over the equator on a sphere versus an equilux where you're just measuring equal light that's given to you and then the nighttime, which is in line with what's in Enoch chapter 72. If that's the end of the year, then, and we observed that on the 17th this year in the Gregorian calendar month of Amino Domini, which is in the year of our Lord, AD 2023, that rhymes, okay, nobody here laughed, but that's okay, that when you understand, okay, <laughs> when you understand that that is the end of the year, equal light, equal night, then the very next day is going to be the very first day of the year, and that's when we start our calendar. So it's, it's tantamount in trying to understand where we are. The other thing that actually some of, this is how astute a lot of our folks are here at FTF in our congregation, which is a beautiful thing. Um, while I was doing that teaching, somebody had asked, they said, hey, what year is it? 
So if what, when time started, what year is it? And I didn't have an answer for that. And, in, and I'm going to tell you why that's an important question to investigate and understand because there's some mitzvot that you're not observing because you don't know what number the year is. And that mitzvot has to deal with observing the year of Jubilees. Well, hold on right there. Hold your point right there. Just hold your point right there. Don't, don't leave your point. Okay. Put the brakes. You're mentioning mitzvot, laws, and rulings of yeah. the Most High. So... If we do away with the laws and the rulings of the Most High, we get, get we get disconnected from everything that He wants us to know that connects to Him. That's correct. That's correct. And I go back to my original statement that I made. As it is in the Hashemayim, shall it be in the Eretz? We have to be in sync with one another. If we're off, then the things that the 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 the, the spirit of the Most High can't. I, in my opinion, can't truly rest on that day if you're not observing it within the time frame that he asked you to right. do it. So what's beautiful about our calendar is that all, if not, I would say 90%, matter of fact, all of them except one of our appointed feast times are on Shabbats. They're here. They're times when the Most High, you know, and that's the eloquence of the Most High and it's in, in the simplicity of it is to understand that all of the all of the appointed feasts, Sukkot, uh, Shavuot, uh, uh, Feast of Matzah, um, uh, Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets, they all fall on Shabbats, which is a convenience for us because you're already meeting. And they on fall the on the Shabbats that appear on the Gregorian calendar. And they on the Gregorian calendar. I mean, it, once you're on the seventh system, seven day system, you just you just can't mess it up. Isn't that awesome? Listen, while we're talking about this, I don't want to forget something. I, I, yeah. I, I did coming in um, to uh, uh, Mama Stag in Palm Springs. Hey, Mama Stag. Uh, she she requested you. Ah, me. Yeah. Okay. So you need to give her a shout out. I'm going to give Mama Stag a shout out. See, it's, it's something about having that. And that means a lot because when... Um, are elders who have been through things that have seen and witnessed things. It says is when you're, it's a mitzvot mama stag when in, in the text, when it talks about how you are supposed to stand in the presence of your elders, those that are wise in Torah, they'll be able to teach you and guide you in the ways of the mitzvot of the most high as it gets passed down to from generation to generation. And I appreciate you. And, um, we we'll have to get back down there soon to see yeah. see that group. Yeah. So listen, this is the new year, and we're in congregation. Yeah. And um, we have some of our congregants here with us. We do. So. Um, and they're not shy. And they're this not is a shy. bold group. They're not, okay. Well, let's let's hear let's <laughs> let's let's hear from the first one that we know is not shy, uh, and that's Brother Beacom. That's Brother Beacom. Okay. Yeah, Brother Beacom. He's gonna come, come on, to okay. Come on, come on up and join us in this podcast, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this new year, and we're gonna talk about some things about how you feel about it. You know. Oh, yeah. Come, come on. on. Come on in. Come on. Come on. Come on in. I may not be shy, but I don't have a whole lot to say. Well, you know, well, but, but 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 you do have something to say. From the time that you recognized that something was missing in your spiritual life, okay, there's been a growing factor. Absolutely. What's changed for you? 
everything, everything has changed. And you know, as everything I, has changed. <laughs> Nothing remains the same. Yeah, Rabbi. I wish I could remember lyrics. <laughs> but Rabbi, you know, I I, I was uh, reading the other day, and I was looking at um uh, how uh, Moshe was talking to the children of Israel when they um it, it, when they uh was out in the in Bamidbar in the wilderness, and um you know they saw all of the miracles that he had performed when he was uh when they were in Mitzrayim when they were in Egypt. And they saw the, you know, the 10 miracles. They saw hail come down with fire. They saw three days of darkness in Egypt when it was light in Goshen where the Israelites were. They saw all of this stuff. They walked out of uh, Egypt. They saw the firstborn of all of the Egyptians killed, not just uh, the people, but the animals too. And uh, they walked out with plenty of uh, silver and gold and, and, and all types of riches. And they walked through a sea where the walls were held up on each side. They walked through on dry ground and they, they were standing around the 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 um, um, in Horev, and Moses talked to the children of Israel. He said, "You know, after you've seen all of these things, he said, but the Father still has not revealed Himself to you until this day. How can you see all of that and still not understand who He is? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you know. So 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 my point. My point. Let me jump in here. You're doing right. Yes. You know what you're doing. You know what you know what you're doing. What are you doing? Fulfilling the mitzvot. You feeling for the mitzvot for today, because today not only is the beginning of our year, but also it is the beginning of our spring season. And in the text, it also tells us that we are to remember. Remember, zakar. Zakar. So we're leaving out and being prompted. Look at the. It's written on the DNA of your spirit to acknowledge the Most High and all that He's done. We get together. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to remember. I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> but but just recently, you know, you attended a, a um, little get together for my wife. It was her birthday. We had a great time. And there was a gentleman there that was a pastor, and he asked me. He said, "Well, if you believe, if you are from the Old Testament, and I say the Torah, the Tanakh, I say that's what we believe in." He said, "Well, how do you how do you um how do you ask for forgiveness then? Because he's under the impression that." The only way you can be forgiven is if you sacrifice an animal. But I didn't tell him at that time. He said, just answer me by scripture. And I said, okay, well, I told my wife, well, if he con contacts me, I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll let him know. I'll show him. But what it really made me ponder on and think about was that I've been where you are. I know the Christian doctrine. I was born and raised Baptist from the time I was a little boy. But have you ever looked at it from the Hebraic side? Have you ever looked at it from this angle for us to come over to, to the Hebrew side and for the, so the father has to open up your understanding in order for you to get it. But you have to explore, you have to research, you have to read, you have to study, you have to inquire and the father will open up your understanding. If you don't do those things, Christians will always be where they are. They will never understand. I know your doctrine. I've been there. I've read it. I've studied it. And because I have changed from it, what, what, was, what was the change? That the father, just like he did with the children of Israel, he said, Moses told him, he said, he has not opened up your understanding until this day after they had seen all of those miracles. Hey, B. <laughs> hey, Beacom. Amazing. Amazing. If somebody asked me that question, how do you ask for forgiveness without sacrificing an animal? You know what I say to them? The same way you ask for forgiveness today. That's what Moses did. You go to the Father. 
and you ask him for forgiveness. Simple as that. What's 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 an animal got to do with it? He, he, Moses told exile. him. He said, "Father, you said that you were going to visit the crookedness of the children upon the upon. I mean, the crookedness of the parents upon the children to the fourth generation." He said, "Please forgive these people." Moses didn't sacrifice he an animal he, when he, he asked he, for he, forgiveness. He, 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 there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. See? Miss folks. Miss folks. So you're going to tell me Miss folks have been done away with? But we could cite Miss because they're part of who we are. Go ahead. No, that, that was that was the end of it. I was just going to tell you that. <laughs> I, I told you I wasn't shy, but I didn't have a lot to say. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's one of our one of our congregants here at First Tabernacle Fellowship, and you know we this transition and change has been very significant and very very important to us. Hey, Trey. Come up and talk to us. Yeah, that's right, because you got your own channel. You make sure you shout it out when you get up. Yes, now. sir. You got it all. And the brother Trey, he's been a very faithful brother here with us at Congregation. And, um, you know, talk to the people and tell them, tell them about your, uh, you've got, a, um, you've got a, um, a channel on YouTube, right? Yes. Tell them about your, tell them about your channel. Um, I got a channel on YouTube. It's called uh, Yahweh Hills, which is YW. Um, Y W H. Right now. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> sorry. sorry. We 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 sorry, we put, y'all. We, I'm nervous. We, we put a, we, <laughs> we put a, we put a mic in front of him in front of a, in front of a live a live studio audience, and now all of a sudden he can't think. Okay. You up here doing a spelling bee or something? Why? Hey, <laughs> no, baby, it's an H next to that one. Yes, it's uh, Yahweh Hills, and then it's Dot Hills, H E A L S, and then it's eleven. And I got I got four videos so far on YouTube. Okay, so how you feeling about being a Hebrew, um, and how you feeling about your your progression into being Hebraic and thought and and, and textual scripture wise what how do you feel about that um for me uh, I was just telling somebody the other day um it feels like I actually um finally came home because I spent spent so many um you know the days that I have lived so far um trying to get an understanding because as a child I understood that the most high didn't just drop us off on this planet and, and say, okay, everybody do what you want. And so when I finally got to understand the, the Hebraic side uh, of scripture and how I seen that um, everything was lining up and making sense. And then I also took the time myself um, when I came here to not just sit and listen to you guys, but I actually started in Bereshit, which is Genesis and I read the whole book so I can get an understanding. And, and it was amazing to me because it was, it was like, it was like seeing a movie, you know, but it, but it, but it was my, my history of my people. And, and it, it, it helped me when I start applying that to be able to heal my people. Cause one of the main things that I like to say is that, <clears throat> that, you know, we're not perfect but you should always know better and do better. 
And so, you know, when I when I start applying Torah and start applying the word of the most high, it not only helped me do better, but it helped me to help others around me do better as well. And some of the little mistakes or whatever that I was making when I did not understand scripture, uh, scripture helped helped me adjust and make like a strong, it gave me a strong path to, 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 to go by, to be able to connect with the most high and to connect with, with my people. Man, I tell you y'all, if you could see Brother Trey's Bible, <laughs> his Bible is so marked up with, I, I, I mean, it's, it, I, I think it's marked. I think your Bible is marked up in a code that only you can read. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot. It's got a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's you. You are following, and you are connected and tuned in to the Most High and His Word as a young man in such a way that in my years of being on the face of this earth, I have never ever seen anybody like you or your Bible. Your scriptures. See, you know, you see the, the the plethora of of answers that are coming out for the people that are here. For those of y'all that are listening, and why we they keep us on our toes. We have to come with some kind of heat. We'll end up going it's like, come on, come on with something else. We 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 know what's going on with this Torah, and so it's is very cathartic to hear these kinds of testimonies. Oh yeah, oh yeah, people. oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we, you know, we've, we've, we've come a long ways in our understanding. And um, um, Ambassador Appleton talked about the, the calendar. We're going to produce that calendar and make it available uh, to you. It should be out. I don't know how long it's going to take it's, us to do it. We, we, we are trying to finish it up. And I'm saying we, because I'm including the most high in that. Uh, we are trying to finish that up this week. So okay. I'm going to try. I don't want to have it go past uh, Pesach before it's available for everybody for consumption. Because the Hebrew calendar is very important. Okay, do I have another uh, congregant that wants to come and, uh, and, and share with us today on, on. on podcasters? Come on. All right. As we, as we talk on this, <laughs> this, this, is, this, is our, this is our new year. This is our new year. We're, not, know, we're not firing off any, fire, any fireworks. Uh, but... But in celebrating this new year, as I spoke today, the Most High, he, he shone forth with his fiery, fiery Torah. He brought it down to us. So there was a day, there was a day in our history where the fireworks really went off. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Why don't we, come on, let's all join hands and pray real quick. Over this dear brother's career. Come on. <laughs> We're gonna start out with some scripture text t t today. <laughs> I have with me. I, I have. I, I have with me now my uh, our worship leader of our congregation. All the music that uh, is heard on our on our uh, on our stream of worship. Um, Ambassador Kevin Holman, 
who also happens to be my son, and I'm glad to have him with me today. What you got to say, son? You always got something to say. You know, first of all, you know, Shalom, Rabbi, and uh, Shalom, uh, Ambassador Appleton, Sean. Um, I'm not going to be long. I I just, I think for me, I think for me, um, this has been a, um, it's been a very interesting journey. I could say that. Um, having a uh, apostolic background and growing up in music and, um, you know, that new wave thing they called praise and worship back in the day. Yeah. Um, but the thing I, I think I, coming into, coming into my Hebrew way, mm. I think what's awesome about it is the music. Yeah. I think it's, the, the music has been awesome. And I say that because I come from a family of uh, musicians and singers, of course. Absolutely. Uh, me being a musician and coming into my singing within the last, I would say, 12 or 13 years. Mm-hmm. But what I get out of this is that even when we weren't really Hebraic, mm-hmm. we were kind of still in our Christendom way. Right. But the Father was still sending me music. Absolutely. I began writing music in 2004, but I always had this connection with him. And I look back on some of the music and some of the lyrics that I've written, and do you know I've never mentioned his name? Really? I've (laughs) never mentioned JC's name in anything I've written. Mm. Wow. And we're talking well over 100 pieces. Well, I've never mentioned his name. So that already tells me he was preparing me, right? Right, 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 right. He was preparing me for something greater. Yeah. And I didn't have a clue what that was. Uh, you know, because I think for me, coming from such a dynamic family of singers and, you know, it's, our music runs deep in my family. I come, I come to him very humbled. And the reason why I come to him very humbled is because I'm not a writer. But when he came to me, he became the author. And I promised him, as long as you write for me, as long as you send me this music, I will always be your servant. Absolutely. And it's going on almost 20 years, man. Absolutely. And he is still revealing himself through our music, which now I understand they are our anthems. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are our anthems and they also depict a way of life for us. Right. Absolutely. When you hear the lyrics, it becomes a way of life. It's a communication and it begins to ask Yah, you know, who are you? What is in your name? What am I to call you? <laughs> <laughs> you are. My Elohim, you are Yahweh. Mm-hmm. You are the great I am. You are, you are, you are. These are the things that Yah brings to our spirit that we don't have to sing or alter or alter the, the, the secular or the Christian music, which I've never done. I refused to do it. I refuse to do it because Yah is greater than any man. Yeah. And he is the only Elohim. Right. 
And when he speaks and he wants to say something through his music, do you not think he's able to do that? Right. Do I need to go borrow something from Christendom and 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 turn it over and take out the name of JC and input the name of J- Are you crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah. Why would I why would I elevate someone else's idol? Yeah. And then take that and then put my Elohim in that. That doesn't make any sense. Does it make sense to you? Not at all. It don't make no sense to me. Not at all. So why can't he create his own music? Hey. hey. And he's creating it, man. And I'm going to tell you, it is, it's awesome. It is awesome to be a worship leader in this beautiful congregation. Yeah. I've done it well over 20 years, and you've been my drummer well over 20 years, man. We go back. Yeah. We go back. You chop chop it up. (laughs) Thank you, sir. But in all of that, I say this. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait. Mm. What is going to be my position in the land? Mm -hmm. I'm a Levite. Right. Am I going to be a worship leader? Am I going to be a part of the worship team? Am I going to be a part of those who bring forth these anthems? Mm. Doing the festivals and doing the time of... Am I going to be a part of that? I can't wait. Absolutely. So is he preparing me now for that? I believe so. So, Absolutely. I believe so. And I believe I'm not the only one out here doing this. Yeah. But I know one thing. He's feeding this congregation through me. And I'm going to tell you, I love this congregation. I love what we're doing. The yeah. new calendar that you produced, man, is off of the chart. The lesson today that Rabbi gave today, we are celebrating our new year yeah. hebraically, yeah. and it feels good. Right. It feels good to be in right standing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Absolutely. You know, I was going to uh, piggyback on what you're saying, because as a, as a fellow musician and colleague and, and, and brother, um, one of the things that is germane to me in text when I see it, is I have to go back to the beginning. Everything is frequency. Light is a frequency. Sound is a frequency. You know, you have these types of things that everything that you perceive in the world is a frequency. It has energy. When the Most High told Moshe, he said, and I spoke and I created everything into existence. I spoke is vibrations. When we're up here pontificating about the eloquence of the Most High, I'm only using one voice. When you're doing it, you're using 10. Mm. That's a frequency. <laughs> I think about that. That's in harmony. Mm-hmm. That moves someone. That's mm. when, we, when we go ahead and we, we listen to music, we can say, what is about that chord progression? What about that stanza of music? What about that melody gives me reason for pause that can be felt around the world. It doesn't have to do with anything about your financial status, your social status, your economic status, your political status. But when you hear a piece of beautiful music that's amoral, it affects you a certain way. Because when everything is in harmony, when everything is in tune, as the Most High has designed it, it makes a vibration that we connect with. So while we're over there doing what we're doing, that's harmony coming out of the Most High speaking to your mind through your limbs and out of your mouth to articulate the harmonies that are underneath the frequency of the Most High. It also reads in text when individuals um, are hearing the voice of the Malak, 
when they hear the voice of the Malak, it sounds like a crowd. That is frequency. That is multiplied thousands of times. So just, there's, there's no better way to, what am I getting at? There's no better way. You've been bestowed with a beautiful gift to be able to understand the ear of the Most High, be able to articulate that in a way that moves people and changes lives. The same thing that we do here in trying to articulate the Most High's mitzvot, you do in a very complex way that's universal to everybody. He and I won't reach everybody, but you will through the way that you articulate your music. So it doesn't take anything lightly when, hey, you know, the teaching's over here and it's less over here because of no, 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 no. When we're there and you're able to connect with the Most High in worship, that is doing as much warfare as we're doing up here. Absolutely. There's no question about it. So one of the things that we that we read about in text is what uh, Judah did. You know, Judah, Judah was the instrument of praise. Yeah. And Judah was the one who set the atmosphere for Israel to go to war. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get this whole idea, send Judah first. Right, right. Uh, I think it's, I can't remember what book it's in. I think it's in the Chronicles or somewhere, maybe I don't remember what book, where Israel was being conflicted by an enemy and uh, the king uh summoned the most high and the most high gave him instructions and told him says well what i want you to do i want you to send judah judah first send judah out with praise uh-huh. judah went out he confounded the enemy and the enemy was was caught in a turmoil mm-hmm. and lost his way brother johan new brother that's come to us in our congregation and has been very instrumental in helping us to arrive at uh, some technological things that we do here. But he's a young man. I want you to hear from a young man who was making a transition. The Hebrew way. He just went off the microphone, didn't he? Hey. <laughs> Tell it's us. Good with you. Feeling good. Talk to us. Talk to us. You're you're one of the newer um, arrivals uh, here in congregation, in particular, uh, that has to do with coming to understand Hebraicness. What's your thought? And and how do you feel about how do you feel about this new year? I love this. You see these young people? They already he live in this right now. On t- what are we on TikTok? This is this is Instagram. This is Instagram. We on the Okay. What's up, Grant? I need to get out of here. I look like I stepped into a. Uh, nah, you look good. Yeah, show him. <laughs> no, you, Yahweh. You okay, Team Yahweh? Um, this uh, this way of life is uh, is definitely new to me. But uh, I have learned so much on this journey. Um, I think, I think the the most important thing that I have learned so far is probably the fear of the most high that has really deepened 
my relationship and uh, deep into my study. Um, the fear of the Most High is is what has given me wisdom and knowledge to understand. Um, so, so when you talk about fear, yeah, explain that. Explain that to us. What, what, what? When you say the fear of the Most High, what, what, what are you really feeling? You know, just just when I say the fear of the Most High, it's 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 the when that whenever the when with free will we have a decision always, mm-hmm. um, and with that fear of the Most High in your decision making, your thought process is different than what it was before, knowing, um, you know, the consequences. So you're making decisions. You're making decisions in life based upon the reverence and the ostentatiousness of the most high so that your choices that you make fall into the text that says in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path so that's what you're talking about in terms of that sense of fear yeah that sense of fear in other words i'm not afraid of him i'm not afraid of the most high but i have an ultimate respect there you go there you go there you go what he is and and what we should be as a people so um, that has been the biggest change for me because in when I was in idolatry and I was studying idolatry, I would study, but I don't think I had the fear that I have now um, with knowing the consequence. For example, I, I, uh, I didn't understand what a Shabbat was and on a Shabbat I was doing what pleased me. But now understanding on what this set apart day is and what it means to not only our culture, but what it means to the most high, um, it sets a whole new tone for just my self-discipline um, going forward. So, uh, yeah, with, with this study, the, the newest things I have learned is also uh, learning how to study texts correctly um, Instead of just believing everything I've been told. Right, right. You're not a bobblehead anymore. Yeah. And by not being a bobblehead, you're starting to ask questions. And uh, the interesting thing about being able to ask us questions is that we're going to answer your question. We're not going to send you away with some some whatever that, you know, we're not going to brush it off. Because truth matters, and it matters to the people that we serve to be able to give them a proper understanding of text and our way of life. How you feeling? I feel, I feel great. Um, it's always been distilled in me as a young kid, as a, as a, as a young mankind to understand my roots and where I came from and growing up in Sacramento, um, you know, most of the education system is teaching you that all you really come from is slavery. Mm-hmm. But now when you get to learn how set a part of a people that you really are and, you know, who you really are, it really changes your perspective on how you carry yourselves and, you know, how you are perceived by others. So I feel great. Um, this is a great time. I love sowing seeds, so bringing in the new year is a, is always a, a great feeling for myself. I'm just excited to, mo- <clears throat> excuse me, move in the way that Yahweh is going to move me and, uh, and just keep learning and keep trying to learn as much as I can learn. But I appreciate you guys and everyone here, especially for uh, being a part of it. 
um, us coming together is, is a great thing. And I'm just glad to, to be alive and, and walking in the ways that the most high has set for us, because that is the only way that we can, we can live. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sure. sharing. Thank you for sharing with us, you know, and, um, you know, as we talk about these things, it's just simply important for our listeners to know how important and how significant this day is to us. I was going to add, I want to make one comment and I'm going to ask you a question. Hopefully that both of us can answer on the way that we, when we close out here in a second, um, this, I can't hold my peace. That brother said something that I got to, I want to give you a preview on that I'm doing my research on right now. He said that we were only taught that we were slaves. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That the Hebrews came over here as slaves. I'm doing a, 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 some research, some serious research right now that if you are a Native American or you have some strong Native American ancestry, you're Hebrew. Does the text ever say when you went over it today um, that they shall live in the tents of Shem? Who? Yafet. Yafet, yeah. Shall live in the tents of Shem. That means that they should study. Ham. That they should study with Shem. Also, but does there, is there ever a time when that shouldn't have be happening? No. So I'm doing a study right now that actually I'm going to try to expose this issue of that the Native Americans are actually Hebrews. Yes, they are. And because of that, it's in being enacted in the United States right now. So that means if you were already here as a Hebrew, as a Native American, and it says that Yafet was supposed to live in the tents of Shem, what does that mean? That means that when Europeans came over here, they were in whose tent? Well, they were in the house of Shem. They were in the house of Shem. And so when they're in the house of Shem, they recognize this wasn't our land. We, we, we took it. You lived in my house. Yes, yes. So we it's not here. just slavery. We were here first. Yeah. I don't want to make some strong ties when we get over to your boy. No, excuse me. When we get over to our ancestor, the man, the myth, the legend, King David is going to expose a little bit of this. I can't even, I can't even hold my peace with it. Oh, we living in teepees. What are those? Sukas. Sukas. Tents. Oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm telling you, like I had said before, I said, if y'all stick around, if y'all need to get to these Shabbats, because when we get to King David, King David is going to explode off the page in a way that we've never seen before. But I want to ask you a question, sir. Question. As this is the beginning of our new year. Yes, sir. You know, you have this little cliche thing that we do here in the United States. Oh, I'm going to make my new year's resolution. resolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think you want to do different from, a, you know, where you want to see teaching Hebrew Israel go in this next Hebrew calendar year? In this next Hebrew calendar, it would be great if Hebrew Israel could come together as a strong body of people. Mm-hmm. Because right now we're, 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 we're detached and we're right. not, we're not, we're not together. 
And by not being together, we don't have the ability to, um, to be seen mm. in the light of the Most High as a strong people. Yeah. But if Hebrew Israel and pure Hebrews everywhere could unite and we could even have a united convocation in this next year, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yes. That would be awesome. And yes. there are and there are and there are some pure Hebrews out there, but you know, everybody wants to be the leader of his own camp and they seem to be a little shy. But if you're listening to this podcast, uh, we're offering an opportunity for us to unite as a as a body of people and show a uni- a uniform united front. Yeah. That's what I'd like to see. Oh, I stand with you. I stand with you. I was just trying to get that that that's good. We gotta we always wanna see unity within our community. That rhymed. They got no laughs out of that, but that's okay. We want to make sure that we're all standing on the same, yeah, and you same know, front on one accord. Uh, yeah, and you know, the, um, that scene that scene that was in New York a few months ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was mammoth. Mm-hmm. But those are only another branch of, of Christianity. Christianity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While they claim to be Hebrews, they they teach and agree with the Greek text mm. and they believe in Yeshua. Yeah. We pure Hebrews don't. But if we pure Hebrews could have a united front and have a have a unified discussion uh, where Hebrew Israel could grow in light of scripture text, oh, that would be awesome. Agreed. Yes, sir. Well, yeah. this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.